Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Pillars Lifestyle. Today we are talking about rest and recovery. I am JC, aka Lady Carnivory, and this is my co-host. Brian Cruz, pt.briancruz on Instagram. I think it's really great time for us to have this conversation. I know uh, you have come to the realization that rest and recovery is different for you now than it has been in the past. And I had a three month forced rest um, so I think it's a really great time for us to talk about how important this is for not only performance, but general well-being. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, I think rest and recovery is number one, underrated, number two, misunderstood. I feel as though as soon as you say rest and recovery, people think that it's some sort of active rest and recovery. So you get people you know, ice bathing for their recovery or they're going and having massages for the recovery or, you know, they're, they're doing yoga or rolling out for the recovery and they're all valid, um, points of interest, except that in some instances, rest and recovery literally means rest to recover. And I think that's where people kind of miss the boat and do more of a disservice by doing more of the, uh, the former, the, the the active rest and recovery. Yeah, I remember um, very early on when you started training me, uh, you said that rest and recovery kind of scales. So you have, you know, the rest you take in between sets and then you have the rest you do in between workouts and then you have the breaks you actually incorporate within the training program. And that always really stuck with me um, how as things scale up, you kind of have to scale up the rest to match. Yep. Most definitely, um, even with the type of activity, your rest and recovery is going to be different. Um, for the first year of this pandemic, 2020, I trade outside. I trade outside with kettlebells. Um, any non-kettlebell would have been pull-ups on my pull-up bar or uh, TRX-related exercises. And so I trained hard. I trained, you know, almost every day. I think I was doing like a five-day split. And I was perfectly fine. And then about a year later, I've built a, a home gym in my sister's basement where I had barbells and plates and all that. And I was able to resume my gym workout because I was pushing heavier. All of a sudden, my rest and recovery had to be very different. I started to find myself. Plus, now remember, this is almost two years later. So I'm also two years older. So I'm starting to realize that I can't do these five day splits anymore. And so one of the things I did was I turned a five day split into an every other day workout. So I, it was still a split, but it wasn't within the confines of a seven day period. It was like 10, 15 day period, whatever I needed. Then I found that for some of the blocks of training that I was doing, it was still too much in terms of recovery. I broke it down into a four day split and that way I had a little bit more rest period throughout, throughout everything. I even combined my chest day. I broke it down into three different days uh, intermittently with other other uh, days so that it made sense uh, all around. So I find that often people feel as though they need to stick to a specific program or plan, which fine, they've paid for, they found on the internet. But a lot of the times we need to modify either our lifestyle or that program to accommodate our lifestyle. And again, something that people don't really think about. And it's probably the most underrated thing to consider outside of the nutrition, outside of the, you know, training protocols, rest and recovery is probably the most, uh, 
bang for your buck for any kind of goal that you're you're putting putting ahead. Yeah, and I kind of to speak more to what you're saying about actual rest and recovery versus active rest and recovery. I think it's very important to take actual rest and recovery very seriously. When you are working out or following a training program, it's putting your body under stress and it's good stress. We want that stress on our body. That's what's going to build muscle and strength and endurance. But at the same time, if you are doing then doing active rest recovery, where you're doing things like ice baths or even things like massages, where it's actually draining like lymphatic drainage, that all of that is stressful on your body. So it's almost like you're compounding the stress that you're already putting on your body by producing more stress rather than actually allowing those cortisol levels to dissipate and allowing your body to get back to its hormonal baseline. Very well put. Yeah, that's, uh, I couldn't have agreed more than that. I was, like I said, very well put. I think that people have this, we're such a, we're such a goal oriented society in that, you know, beast mode and gains and this and that we presume that, you know, you gotta go all or nothing, right? If you're (laughs) Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last type thing. And the truth of the matter is rest and recovery is probably, um, one of the most important things you want to play pay close attention to. Um, especially when it comes to putting on muscle. Um, one of the things that I don't think people realize is that people that take PEDs, uh, performance enhancing drugs, is that it's not the substance that actually makes you bigger, stronger. It's actually that it speeds up your recovery. I don't think people realize that naturally we do recover and people that take the PEDs are recovering at a faster pace and that's why they're able to train harder and whatnot. And so general population who tries to emulate someone, a bodybuilder or a high, you know, high level athlete and whatnot, I think they need to kind of give themselves a dose of reality and be like, well, I want to train like that. But in the long term, it's, it's not very intelligent when it comes to longevity in terms of being able to maintain that activity level. Absolutely. I, I think that's such a great point. And I mean, just to give people a little bit of background, I um, have had an autoimmune flare for the past three months, which really limited my mobility. So I was still, I wouldn't call it working out, but I was still trying to be active, stretching, stuff like that, and walking as much as I could. But I wasn't able to work out for a long period of time. So how do you feel about longer periods of rest and recovery and kind of the bounce back from that? Um, okay, here's one. So a couple of years back, I'm going to say about eight to 10 years back, I torn, tore my labrum, uh, my shoulder. I think it was my left side, actually. I don't even remember. Went through the whole gambit, got diagnosed, did the MRI, had a, a surgeon looking at it. He was like, all right, well, if you want to go, go under the knife, let's go do it. And I was ready. I was ready to do it. And, and it was mostly because I wanted to be able to work out again. Um, there were some instances where the injury would flare up and I couldn't even stretch my clients. Like I couldn't put their legs on my, on my shoulder to stretch their hamstrings. And so for me, it was, it was an annoyance. It was something that I was like, I want to get back to, to being quote unquote normal. And luckily at the time, the club that I was working at had a sports medicine doctor who was our technical advisor. And I had told him about it and he looked at me, he's like, listen, you're not a professional athlete. You're, you're not competing in anything where you're making money and whatnot. Do you really need to do that? And I go, well, no, I don't need to, but I want to. And he said, okay, um, 
if you trust me, humor me, do let's do this. And so he showed me a couple of stretches, a couple of exercises. And he said, just work on this for a while, give it three to four months. And then if nothing resolves, then go ahead, go do your surgery. And I was like, okay. And he, and, he, and before he left, he, he cautions me and he's like, just so you know, a lot of the times people that get that surgery done are never back to a hundred percent. And I was kind of like a uh, risk reward ratio. Okay. So, and this, this is where my, my interest and my love of stretching and all that actually came from. So I was doing all these stretches, all these exercises, all these very non-sexy exercises with three pound dumbbells and whatnot. Um, I had to take a break from bench pressing. So I, I'm going to say for about two years, I didn't bench press of any kind, any pressing overhead, any pressing horizontal, anything. All I did was my back. All I did was my legs. Eventually, I felt as though I had built everything back. I improved my posture. All my little small muscles were strong. I started benching again. And slowly but surely, I was able to rebuild my benching. But I'm going to say that it took almost five years to get to where I'm at now because you really have to pay attention to that stress that you're putting on your body. It's going to respond, react. Um, one of the things that I emphasized with JC when, when we started working together was you need to stretch. You need to make sure that you're, you're recovering. You're undoing all that tightness that your lifting is going to do. And I know that there are some people that don't believe it or don't think it's necessary. But from my personal experience and from the experience that I've had with other people who actually listen to me and stretch, it actually ends up helping them and it keeps them safe. So fast forward to present time. I'm now benching 200 and what is it? I bench today, 230 pounds. Whereas before I couldn't even have someone's leg resting on my shoulder. So it does take time. You have to check your ego at the door and you have to do everything methodically in order for you to be able to bounce back. And if you don't, chances are you never will. And you're going to be more miserable because now you can't do the things that you want to do. That's my experience. Yeah, I definitely, I think I told you right before I was diagnosed that I felt like I was pushing too hard and that I was breaking and just cracking and I could just feel my body like breaking down under the stress of continuing to try to push through on these workouts. Taking the three month break was definitely not something I wanted to do, but I think it's something that my body really needed. And I'm excited to be back at the gym now. So that's really exciting. And I do feel like I'm going to bounce back quickly to your point. Oh, no, for sure. For like three months, three months is nothing, right? Like I, like I said, imagine two years of not being able to, to do the one exercise that you like. Like, for example, deadlifts. Imagine you couldn't do it for two years, no matter what, right? Like that would, that would suck. I don't like that at all. No, right? So, so you know what? I would trade you those three months than the five years that I took off. And, and honestly, I was just erring on the side of caution. It, I might have been able to do it in a course of two years, but I was like, I'm going to make sure that every little small muscle in my upper body is well-developed, strong, my core, all that before I even try to bench press anything. Yeah. So what, what else, Brian? What, what other things do we need to touch on? So, so apart from recovery from, from muscle, not everyone's trying to build up muscle. I believe you're talking about the meat fam group today. Rest in terms of optimal sleep was important. And most definitely it is. Um, I remember burning myself out 
trying to, you know, work the hours that I wanted to work, plus on top of that, maintain my training. You know, when you're younger, when you're younger in your 20s, you, you know, you're, you're pretty resilient, but it does catch up to you. And again, the recovery is where your body repairs itself, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, that's why it's so important to get your six to eight hours of sleep, 10 hours of sleep, 12 hours of sleep, whatever it is that you feel that you need. I just think that a lot of the times we're not as we're not as responsible as we should be as adults. And we find ourselves, you know, being on our on our devices longer than we should leaving the lights on you know when we should start dimming them out or turning turning them off staying up to to binge the latest series on whatever streaming that uh platform that you're, that you're on and you know once that happens it's it's a domino effect you go to bed late then you got to go to bed right eventually you have to go to bed and then if you've got a nine to five job, you can't sleep in. You have to wake up at a certain time and it starts to compound. I think just going to bed early, eating well, because I, again, sleep is a function of the body. And I think if your nutrition is on point, your body will allow you to fall asleep well, go into that REM sleep and get all that recovery that you should. Um, personally, since carnivore, I've noticed and, and purposely going to bed early, I haven't had to use an alarm clock in the last, I'd say, three, four years almost, because I'm very strict with myself. And I will say that at the start of the pandemic, I did kind of, you know, throw that to the wayside a little bit. And I was staying up a little later and it threw my, my whole my whole day off because I would sleep in because I knew that I needed it. So for people who, you know, kind of throw caution to the wind and say, well, I don't need that much sleep. You know, I think you're fooling yourself and you're doing yourself a, a huge disservice because sleep is free. And, you know, why, why waste your time and money on other things when you don't have to? It goes back to that conversation we've had before about biohacking, where it's like people are doing these extra things to try and get benefits when they don't even have the baseline down, right? It's like people who are taking supplements that aren't even eating well, you're going to get more benefit, 99% of the benefit from eating well, and maybe 1% of benefit from supplements. So make sure your sleep is dialed in and where you need it to be before pulling all these different levers um, to try and make up for that lack of sleep. Get that 99% before focusing on the one. Oh, most definitely. And and so and then of course coffee has been vilified a lot in in the fitness industry and so the reason why coffee is such a such a thing is because yeah we don't get the best sleep that we that we have or we could get rather so then we're forced to wake up because we gotta you know start our day and all of a sudden oh my god I gotta have two cups of coffee three cups of coffee I have to have a venti cup from Starbucks and so it, again it starts to compound all that stress and whatnot I love coffee I like the taste of it it does perk me up, but I don't need it. And so I think people need to kind of be honest with themselves and, and say, could I be doing better? Or could I be doing more in order for my body to be functioning optimally? And yeah, if I want to have a coffee or, or a latte, it's because I want to not because I need it. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us in this space, and by this space, I mean, the carnivore space, a huge benefit of the diet is that 
you kind of have this food freedom. You are no longer um, kind of tied to these foods that you're either addicted to or felt you needed or had to have to regulate your blood sugar. So I know for me personally, I never want to feel like I have to have something in order to function. Um, And so being able to break that caffeine addiction was huge for me. That said, I still think caffeine is the best pre-workout thing for my book. So it is something that I choose to incorporate almost daily. Right. Because it's a choice. You want to, not because you have to. Any any other experiences you've had with your recovery? What about your sleep? I've definitely noticed anytime I don't prioritize my sleep, it feels like my life starts slowly falling apart. (laughs) um, I just feel like... I get more overwhelmed. I'm more scatterbrained. I am not as efficient. And so things that are typically easy for me become difficult. Um, So I always say that, you know, being a carnivore is like living life on easy mode because you're not having to spend time and energy on all these tiny little things that you normally would. And I think sleep is the same way. When you prioritize sleep, it's like living life on easy mode because it's not like you're fighting through like grogginess or fighting through all of the extra stress hormones that your body's not able to diminish because you're not recovering correctly. Yeah. For me, my experience, I mean, like, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to praise carnivore for, for this specifically. Um, when I made the switch to carnivore, the very first thing that I noticed was that I wasn't getting hangry. Secondly was that I was sleeping deeper and I'm going to almost say shorter. And so that's where my habit of getting up at 3, 3.30 in the morning started coming up because it was like, you know, I could I could go to bed around 8, maybe 9, and I could still get up at 3, 3.30 and I was able to pull out a great workout, an hour and a half to two hour workout, and then start my day at 6 because that's when I would start to train people. And then it, was, it wasn't until I started introducing the salt as well, just making, like, I mean, not, sorry, not, to, not that I was introducing it, but I was actually being more aware of it that it really sealed the deal for me. And so just consciously, I was like, well, I'm going to go to bed even earlier. I'm just going to make sure that my my bedtime is anywhere between 7.30 and 8.30. And then I'll wake up when I wake up. And for me, one of my one of my uh, rule of thumbs is if I wake up at whatever time and I yawn once or twice, I know I need to go back to bed. That's <laughs> that's that's my marker. If I get up and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go, then I'm ready to go. But t- to your point, it is a sense of freedom where if I want to get up, I can. If I don't want to, I won't. And I'll just go back to sleep. But for the most part, I don't need to. And it's only the few times, especially lately, um, just because of Christmas break and the kids being home, um, I'd stay up a little later. And of course, my wake up time would be pushed out later. That freedom of being able to wake up early, I can take an, take my time, take an hour to take my time before I go work out. And I'm not rushed. I'm not, I'm not in that mad panic of, I got to start my day, I got to start my day. And uh, I most definitely don't miss that. Absolutely. I noticed with carnivore, it's like my sleep is much more consistent. It's not only that it's shorter and feels deeper, but it's really easy for me to fall asleep. And it's really easy for me to get up in the morning. So if anything feels off about that, I know that there's probably an underlying issue that I need to take care of, whether it's, you know, actually dealing with my stress and not just suppressing it or what have you. I, I like that it creates a baseline for you to dig a little deeper and see what else could be wrong. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think, I, but part of that is also the fact that we're, we, you and I are intuitive and not everyone, general population, I don't think they develop that, that, that easily. You might notice, oh, something's off and you might be able to kind of qualify, well, why? 
right? Same with me. I've always been that that particular about, you know, I got to make sure that I eat this, 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 drink this much water, this much. And if something goes awry, whether it's my sleep, whether I wake up achy, I'm always kind of looking back, what did, I, what did I do different? What did I do different, right? Not many people are, are like that or take the time to kind of think back and, and be, again, introspective as to, well, what's missing. Right. And I, I think that is something that, you know, as people do embark on their fitness journeys, they're going to want to be more aware of. It's just, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Because it's going to impact your training and your training is going to impact your well-being as well. So it is, I, I think it's an important thing to be aware of and just check in with yourself and pay attention to how you're treating yourself and those details in your life. I think that's one of the things that as a, as a trainer, I think my clients appreciate that because they'll be like, because, and I don't know if you remember, but every time that you and I would, would talk, it, I, would, I would always check it is, and it was always like, how are you feeling? And it was more like, I want to know how you're feeling versus how, how you're doing, how's your day. And um, I think as a, as a coach as well, a nutrition coach, if you're asking those questions, these people or your clients will, will reveal something and you have enough experience to be able to make suggestions or, or, or kind of point out certain things. Absolutely. Was there anything else you wanted to speak to? No, I don't think so. Like I said, rest and recovery, it's not active rest and recovery. It's sometimes it just means do absolutely nothing. The older I get, the more I'm like, okay, do less. I am definitely someone who pushes myself and expects a lot of myself and I can overwhelm myself with that. And so especially this year, I've had the very humbling experience of this autoimmune disorder and it's all kind of come back to do less, like do what you can be the best version of yourself. But sometimes that is doing less. Yeah. Yeah. Aging, aging is something that we can't escape and that, that whole that whole movement of age is just a number. No, it's not. Age age is a measurement of time. <laughs> you're 45, you're 50. You know, that's how much you've aged. It's a matter of, you know, in that time, what have you learned? Right? What have you learned and how can you apply it to age gracefully? I think, you know, as you get older, as I get older, our experiences actually should be allowing us to kind of learn from those mistakes and be like, okay, well, now I need to do this. Now I need to do that. Now I need to change this. Well, thank you for sharing about your experience with rest and recovery today. I hope people learn a lot. Where can people find you? On Instagram at pt.briancruz. You can find me at Lady Carnivory. If you guys did like this episode, go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye.